Up next, an hour documentary on the ways that your toenails might be thinking harder than you. Mm, Why does TV suck so hard? I don't know. I thought this would be pretty good. You know, we could stay in, just have, uh, you know, have a night, have some ice cream. Mm. You know. I mean, you know. You're always running off. We don't really get to see each other that often. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm busy, man. I got a lot on my plate. Come on. I mean, there's got to be something that, that we can do together. <sighs> do you, do you want to wear the suit? Kind of. Yeah. All right, all right. What's uh, what's what's the scenario? What do you want to do? Okay, so I, I I've been thinking on this a long time. I want to fight Hitler. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sure. Okay. Sure. But, we'll fight. We'll fight Hitler. We can't. We can't just just fight Hitler, man. Hitler's dead. That's that's not exciting. No, I okay. want to fight Hitler as a little kid. Why would you want to fight Hitler as a little kid? With 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 zombie bodyguards. <sighs> Yeah, if if that's what does it for you, sure. Okay, I'm, I'm in. Does it for me pretty good. That's what I gotta say. Okay, do, should I be um, should I be your sidekick or a panther this time? Um, so Cassie, it, forgive me my ignorance. Um, I didn't tell you? him nothing. <laughs> um, I, I am actually Ben's old roommate's girlfriend. Sweet. Yeah, uh, I run a small blog. That's about uh, as as much as I can say. That we're gonna we're gonna grill you on that blog, so you're gonna get free publicity to other people that you already know. They yeah. love that kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're welcome. <laughs> I can probably link you guys on it. That, that's about the best I can do. That's oh, better than we've ever done on our What's own. What's the blog about? Just a personal diary or specific it's theme? It's Tumblr. <laughs> cool. Word up. Yeah. <clears throat> well, we will ask you about that, so make it sound as sexy as you can. It's a sexy Tumblr. Sexytumblrpage.gov. And I'm dot gov. I could link you to my sexy Tumblr, but I don't think that you guys would like that. Can you make sexy you t- sexytumblr dot gov? I've been and it's speedballing like, Cyber Six. Of course, I would like sexy Tumblr pages. It's just like Cyber Six more like Cyber Sexy. Am I right? You are not wrong. You are. <laughs> I feel lust so alive. Stop talking. Then <laughs> <laughs> this is why we can't have nice things. Um, say that like it's the only reason. And I'm sure we'll ask you this as well, but um, why were you interested in, in recording with us for this episode? Um, ben told me about what you guys were uh, doing with it. <laughs> the dark arts. Yeah. <laughs> and like, the second he said that, I, I all I could think of was, oh my god. <clears throat> Joe knows how into fucking retro cartoons I am, and he never fucking mentioned this. <laughs> Joe, I was so what a mad. scrub. You cad. Yeah. <laughs> you brute. Have so you like, vagabond and urchin? So basically, what I did was I grabbed Ben's fucking phone and I showed him the 
opening to Cyber Six, and as if that isn't the most like hype thing on the fucking planet. I'm like, this has anything to do with Darkwing Duck? Sold. Yeah. How much? How much did you manage to finish? Please tell I me at the, least three episodes. I got through the first four and a half episodes. Man. Okay, good. I did like eight. Jeez, Ben. Yeah. You yeah. know that Julian keeps showing up, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get into that. Yes, we will. Um, yeah, well, I don't we don't have an intro point. right now. We can just come up with one later. It's no big okay. deal. Yeah, sometimes what happens is we come up with this bizarre thesis of what's really happening in the oh, show. Oh, hey, guess what, Zane? Guess what I did? What did you do? I have one of those. It's <laughs> great. It's, it's it's got Magneto again. <laughs> Just drop it. Not everything's Magneto. So so funny story. At least I can like tell you what you're wrong about with that. Ooh, I yeah, love that. I haven't read them, but I've done a decent amount of research on the comics that the show is based off of. Oh, good. yeah. So I yeah, I'd way, be very interested in bad. hearing that. Oh, the comics. <laughs> yeah. I haven't heard them being critically acclaimed. All I heard was that they are a lot darker. Um, let me put it this way. More violent and sexual. Let me put it this way. There's Nazis and child molestation. That doesn't necessarily make for a bad comic. Oh, no, I'm not saying it's, like, bad. I'm saying it's inappropriate and gross. it's, bad to the bone. (laughs) Yeah, it's it's original character, do not steal. Bad. Just let, him, just let him tire himself out. <laughs> Zane, in the depths of my soul, I know we will survive. <laughs> God damn it. We just have to, <laughs> just have to keep going. So um, <clears throat> I guess let's just, let's just start. Um, okay. Welcome, everybody. My name is Ben. And my name is Zane. And this is the Carton Cast, eh? We review old cartoons and see what we think of them as adults. And joining us today is... Hi, I'm Cassie. Don't ever make a Canadian accent again. <laughs> what? I don't know Please. what you're talking about. Please don't do that. <laughs> Maple syrup. I um, So Fuck I have to be a disgusting... Whenever one of us has to be the disgusting American, it's usually me. So <laughs> go ahead and look to Zane for solidarity. <laughs> <laughs> it happened in Tenchi Muyo. It's gonna happen now. Um, so Cassie, uh, you suggested our show for today by the name of Cybersex. Thank you. That is what my, uh, word processor kept auto-correcting it to. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my word document is very unhappy with me right now. You know, every time I try to bring it up to somebody in conversation that I'm not typing, they always look at me really weird. I'm gonna get super weird pop-ups on my Google now. I mean, (laughs) it, it had to be intentional, right? Like, they could have picked any other mechanical sounding word and any other number right well i I, I assume that it was intentional and we know that they could pick those because there's another character called data seven not not to mention there are uh, if i'm if i read the canon correctly there's five thousand different cybers so it's not even like limited to the first 10 and six sounded the coolest i don't know what to make of that Mm -hmm. (laughs) um language barriers and stuff Cassie, would you like to uh, tell us all about uh, what your relationship to this show is and why you wanted us to discuss it? I actually watched this show a lot as a kid um, because I am, as we so eloquently put it earlier, from Canada. Um, It was originally made in, like, Argentina and stuff and then brought over to Canada. Nobody I know 
has ever seen this. And it's yeah. so weird because, like, I like it was on TV and it was on a lot when I was a kid. But no, everybody I bring it up to is just like, "What the fuck's that?" <laughs> um, to this day, I have infected so many fucking people with this show, and I'm so glad it is on YouTube because it is so fucking easy. I have seen it. A million times, and it never ceases to make me cry like a little baby. Aww. <laughs> it's, uh, because because uh, Hugo doesn't get his way. Uh, you mean Jose? Probably. <laughs> Probably. Ben, um, ben has a loose So Hugo and Tyler go, go tromping Tyler. across the cyberspace. Sweet Jesus. Um, yeah, should I explain what this show's about before Ben gets even further off the rails? Cold oh, fine. Yeah, I'm the bad guy. So, Cyber 6 uh, came out in 1999, and uh, it was produced by TMS Entertainment, the Japanese studio behind a number of Too much of stuff entertainment, am I right? We, you made that joke before. <laughs> <laughs> I swear you're on autopilot tonight. <laughs> um, but as you said, it ran on Teletoon in Canada, as well as Fox Kids in the U.S., and... Um, and Telefe in Argentina. So, you know, it was on, you know, a lot of different countries. But like like you said, most people, I, I hadn't really heard of it. Except for the fact that I go on Wikipedia and look up every single cartoon for yeah, ideas. Like, it didn't even come out on DVD until last year. Really? Uh, when, was, yeah. when was this cartoon made, Zane? 1999. So, I think a few years prior, they actually had like a live action version it, of it which was pretty Jesus. poor i i looked i looked into it it yeah. did not look good no, it was basically awful. like a, a woman in leather walking around beating up the same three guys in slightly different costumes i'm pretty sure that happened in this ain't yeah and it was good in this mm. um but all right granted originally originally it was a comic uh, of the same name published in 1992 and it appeared in scorpio magazine in italy and it was drawn by Carlos Melia and Carlos Trio. So a couple of Carloses. Um, Carlosia. <laughs> Carlosia. Um, it's Italy. Everybody's Carlos. <laughs> and, or Hugo. Um, you know, there were some differences with the comics, but um, when they... Uh, sorry, let me try that. My brain again. So they had a legal... I don't get any redos. (laughs) Yes, you do. We're keeping it in. (laughs) (laughs) I cut out so many of your brain brain havings. Um, But uh, they had a legal battle against uh, Fox because when Fox came out with their series... What? Dark Angel? Yeah, when Fox came out with Dark Angel, the Carlosas said, oh, that's too similar, but they had to drop it because who's going to take on Fox? Come on. Yeah, Mm -hmm. and uh, also James Cameron... Uh, they were taking on the James Cameron. So, yeah, that, that, that was that was an uphill battle there, um, which is which is a shame because I I would love for the creators of this to get their due because this is a really awesome show. Um, mm-hmm. Like, totally unironically, this is really good. This is um, uh, should we should we say basically what it's about then? Should I do it or you guys? Uh, I just gave you the production history. <laughs> Somebody's got to be pulling their own weight around here. So whenever we have a guest on, we basically whatever they want to do, we just work around it. So <laughs> why don't you tell us what you what you get out of the show? What you think the plot is in general? Well, honestly, it's all about Cyber Six, who is a old experiment by a Nazi scientist named von Richter. 
Yeah, more Nazis. <laughs> yeah. Yep. We just got rid. We just got done with treating Hitler very, very seriously as like a multi-epoch threat, and now we're jumping into a scene where the main Hitler thing that we're working with is the goofy comic relief. So it's yeah. super weird for my brain. But yeah. But go on. Um. So basically, she's trying to blend in with human society, trying to make her own way. However, she's being constantly threatened by, well, one, the fact that she needs sustenance, a object that is, or a liquid that is usually given to different uh, monsters um, to survive. Yeah, the other, the other creations of Von Richter. Yeah. And... It doesn't really get played up a lot in this in this yeah. in the animated yeah. series. It, yeah, it shows watched... up in like the first episode and never again. It, it, I, it, it was not made clear to me. I had to look yeah. it up. Apparently, in the comic, she was more she was more vampiric about it. Yeah, Dracula-esque. she like literally like tears open people's necks and stuff. It's really grim. Um, yeah, and basically she's trying to get through her day, but von Richter's creations keep trying to come and fuck up the town. Yeah, uh, this is sounding really magical, girl. No, it's okay. The um, the the, the weird thing about that is that uh, Cyber Six doesn't have any like designs on stopping his plans in general. Yeah, he just kind of co- goes out of his way to try to destroy her, and she, you know, what's a gal to do? She, you know, fucks yeah. up his fucks up his environment. And mm-hmm. I liked I liked the show overall for its spectacle, but in terms of like their character motivation. I was pretty much in the dark. Yeah, there's she. She's the dark necessarily. <laughs> she's necessarily very mysterious. Like that's her function. I think that they do character motivation a little bit better with Tyler and <laughs> with Lucas and uh, and Julianne Fries. But uh, that's that, that that's that's a little bit further down the page. Um, the way the the episode to episode structure kind of goes is Von Richter's little like. I want to say like a human Labrador retriever, almost. His he must uh, be his, like, like some protege. sort of clone, right? Yeah, they're they're all sort of clones. Mm-hmm. They're all they all have that weird like disgusting patchy hair syndrome. Okay, we'll talk about that. Signifies <laughs> them as von Richter's creations. Oh, where everyone's like, body oh, hair looks like, like a bunch style. of mustaches. <laughs> it's certainly it's certainly unique. I I always like it makes my skin crawl. <laughs> yeah, like, but... I just want to take a straight razor to everyone. And <laughs> yeah, not in a dark way. Von Richter's kind of son, Jose, just <laughs> which okay, I guess that makes sense if you're in Argentina. But let, any, let's any do other combination Jose later. But he's the main villain of the show, more or less. Who, he's a like, little boy who's just a jerk. He's not a little boy. He's just short. I'm. I feel like he's no, a little boy. I, I'm pretty <laughs> sure he's a little boy. Really? Yeah. yeah. Uh, I thought he was just a tiny man. No, he, okay. he's, he's a little boy who likes to Nazi walk around and... Goose stepping constantly. <laughs> God. He can't help it. So funny and story, <laughs> I used to do that as a kid because of this fucking show. Oh, good Why stuff. did you, oh, you like, choose so him as your role model? Did, did, yeah. why, didn't you, like, right? why didn't you pick uh, like Julian and get one of those like front flip hair things? Did, did you play like sure an accordion while you were walking around as well? I came from a character in like the last fucking episode. <laughs> Ben, so, I didn't um, hear what you said because what she said was more interesting. I, I can I I can understand that. What I said was, were you just carrying an accordion around while you goose stepped? Because one <laughs> always wish. shows up. I'm 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 
the uh, so uh, Jose will generally try to kill Cyber Six on behalf of Von Richter with some like more different clone, yeah, which is generally sort of a monster. Everything is this like experiment gone wrong, and right I, I, again, I don't really know why Von Richter's doing any of this. <laughs> Or building these things? It almost seems like a point of pride. Like, he scrapped the entire cyber project. Um, In the backstory, if you really want to go that far, uh, he has, like, 5,000 of these cybers and exterminates them all when they're, like, too rebellious to control. Yeah, but... Cyber 6 gets away. I think it's just a point of pride. The cyber project was the only one that was successful. (laughs) Not not true. What about, uh, what about Jose? (laughs) <laughs> so whatever Jose. he is and so jose pretty walk, good you know fights cyber six he commands a bunch of like these like super zombies and so we get a couple of fight scenes you know yeah, per episode ideas but for the most part it's just cyber six trying to blend in with humans and become normal while simultaneously fending off these ridiculous attacks mm-hmm I, I gotta admit, I love the slapstick in the show. It's fucking ridiculous. <laughs> it, it seemed a little out of place to me at it's times. It's so dark and atmospheric, and then just suddenly... Well, now, see, Zane, that's not entirely so. <laughs> the the animation is dark and atmospheric, but if you ever just turn, just close your eyes and listen to the sounds around, it's, it's, pretty, it's pretty absurd. Oh, yeah, everything's pretty bouncy, like the soundtrack and... I'll go and, ahead and put. I'll go ahead and cut Jose's late motif in here, just so you guys oh can God. drink it in later. It just makes me happy. Like it just makes me smile every time I hear it. Um, yeah. So I, I, I imagine like, I don't know. Uh, Cassie was Cyber Six, sort of like a role model growing up, or just like the coolest cartoon around. What? Uh, what's the? Um, what's the resin? What's the? It was definitely a role model for me. Is, again, nobody I knew ever watched this show, but it was at, it was to the point where I would put a fucking blanket on my shoulders and start jumping off of couches. <laughs> Made my mom like want to tear out her hair. She hated it. It's not okay when Superman does it, but when Cyber Six does it, it's, oh. It, oh, it's very okay when Batman does it. The uh, so the cool thing about Cyber Six, if you want to jump into the characters, mm-hmm. is that. She's a powerful female character who does have a feminine side and emotional content, but it doesn't take center stage or get in her way, like, at all. Like, mm-hmm. sh- first, she's a badass cybernetic experiment, which, by the way, I never saw anything about cybernetics in this. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it was more bioengineering, I think. Mm-hmm. It was all genetic engineering. But- There's a bit of, meta- er, of uh, mechanical <clears throat> engineering later in the show, but you didn't uh, get to that point yet, so. Ah. Yeah. With yeah. the birds. Um, no, actually, there's an episode uh, later in the series where he has a giant circus, and they're all mechanical animals. <laughs> See, that's the level of planning no, that I'm he, talking about. He's yeah. not, like, he's not goal-oriented. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> he's just kind of like, I'm going to make something and get that cursed Cyber 6. Yeah, what kind of animal genes can I shove into my balls and make a monster out of today? <laughs> Yeah, like, it, it's very, like, mustache-twirly kind of villainy, but, yeah. like, oh, you, you can't help but drink star. it in. Um, but, so, uh, what I like about Cyber Six is that she is decided, she has decidedly female feminine characteristics, but it really doesn't get in her way. In fact, she's by far more ass-kicking than, like, the most eligible bachelor on Earth, 
uh, Lucas. Yeah, this is how Kim Possible should have worked. Yeah. Right, yeah. Because in Kim Possible, we had somebody who was extremely capable physically, and then... Um, boys showed up. Was, ...was completely weak and useless whenever boys showed up. Yeah. <laughs> but here we have somebody who's, like, into the idea of romance... But, uh, She's but like, I, I can't get close to other people because I've got this, you know, crazy scientist after me. Oh, if Draken made, like, a robot Lucas, he'd, she'd tear its fucking head off. <laughs> but uh, have you guys ever read the, um, the fantasy series Mistborn? No. It's, it's, uh, it's a trilogy of genre fiction by Brandon Sanderson that's really, really good. Um, it there's parts of it i don't like but it, it's got a really elegant magic system and the protagonist vin is one of the most um enabled people in the whole series but she indulges in uh in feminine mystique i guess to put it inelegantly <laughs> so i'm gonna sidetrack you entirely right now and tell you two things great <laughs> so when you said vin I'm just picturing a bunch of wizards like Gandalfs and something going like, hey, Vinny, what's going on? <laughs> and secondly, when you said enabled, I'm picturing him like, Vinny, chug, chug, chug. Like, <laughs> you, need to, you need to choose words better. Yeah, that's the problem with that past transaction. It was on my end. <laughs> yes. Oh, I can't wait for angry beavers. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, Cyber Six is like, undeniably cool she's got like this um this tight fitting cat suit like Catwoman with stiletto heels and a badass cape and a carmen san diego hat and she just jumps from rooftop to rooftop like uh darkwing duck's wet dream it's it's, it's so cool <laughs> and instead of a wacky sidekick she has a panther a super is, panther who, who is, is her also brother. her brother yes <laughs> yeah and they took his brain out it's so great no, it's not they. It's it's uh it's von Richter. Van Kleist, yeah. I, I I like the I like the reveal for that too. That whole I, I've episode taken your consciousness perfectly. and put it in a panther. <laughs> and that's the end of that. <laughs> done that's, and done. <laughs> it's I it's so subtle what they did with that because like first you see the Jaguar and you're like, Oh, there's a scar there. He's doing some sort of unnatural control. And then the Jaguar has like these flashbacks, uh and then they like they slowly reveal things so that if you're smart or you've seen it before you can see it and then eventually they explain everything yeah that was a well-paced episode like it slowly like gave more of data seven's memories until we could actually figure out what the hell that flower breaking apart was about yeah uh, which iteration did you figure it out on uh i had to have it spelled out to me it was when julianne fries was hanging from that uh from that uh the girder oh uh, okay i think i got it on like the third one yeah, I'm not that bright. <laughs> well, that's the thing about this show. It doesn't insult your intelligence, but sometimes I feel like it really should. <laughs> like, I would love one episode fairly early on where they just they just lay it all out. Well, they do that with the with the intro episode as well, where, like, it's pretty obvious, but they leave enough details in the dark that you can feel good about figuring out that uh, Cyber 6 is... Uh, has a male alter ego in his daytime life, inner daytime life, as Adrian, the humble school teacher. Right, and <laughs> you know it's it's funny because it's one thing to do the Clark Kent thing and wear glasses and act like a wimp to avoid detection, but she looks like Clark Kent. Right, 
but like it it's i don't know i like i like the uh i like the swap it's it it's i love the verisimilitude of the costume swap like they really do look similar but if you don't look for it it's not unreasonable that you wouldn't see it mm-hmm. um cassie yeah so maybe First you of all, can feel free to just uh, just lay in just oh yeah just tear into us when we're wrong we're <laughs> stupid we are no. both <laughs> you guys have been doing pretty good so far. But yes. I, I need you to explain something for me. Yeah, absolutely. Because, and they do this a little bit in the first episode where she needs this sustenance from the, the like... The fixed ideas? Yeah. Is that what they're called? Is that what they're called, really? Yeah. yeah those, those big, like you can't those move big a hulking, fixed idea? like... Oh, yeah. those super zombies? Yeah. Yeah. That is cool that he's called that Van Richter is calling them fixed ideas. I thought rather. that was neat. <laughs> that's that's a great idea because it it adds a whole you know metaphorical layer. It adds a layer. whole dimension of these ones don't have free will. But my issue is, she's killing them and taking the sustenance to survive, which mm-hmm. is its own thing that I didn't quite get. But this Think is of it as motor oil. It's just easier. Well, that's the thing. She's she's going through these adventures killing the mooks and grabbing power-ups. Like, was that an intentional <laughs> choice? Like, why why is this happening? Mm. I mean, it gives her a reason to stay near the plot cuz oh, her just personality is such that she she it kind of looks like she wants to bugger off and live as Adrian as a teacher somewhere, mm-hmm. but she has to live near um uh, von Richter's machinations. Oh, so Ben. Well, there's well, there's your reason. That's why she doesn't just stop him. She need she needs that fix. Oh, yeah. It's 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 symbiosis. It's like Batman and the Joker. But if she if she tried to like infiltrate him, then he then then she would end up having to work for him to get her fix. All right. Now you need to be more delicate with your word choices because <laughs> you just said she was going to infiltrate him. <laughs> is that is that incorrect? I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty sure that the thing that like confused me the most was just the exact opposite how in the first episode they were so mad about um the fixed idea getting killed and the fact that the vial was gone and yet in the third episode it shows that they do in fact have a lot of it. Yeah, like Jose treats these things very expendably. Yeah. I, I feel like... So the first episode, I feel, is very different from the entire rest of the series in a lot of ways. Yeah. How so? Um, not like, like what you said with the pacing, the amount to which they actually explain things. I, I would say, honestly, the first episode was the only one I did not like. That's probably fair. Something, it, it was just... It was too much all at Serious? once, and I don't think I was yeah. used to the style yet. I think they found a better balance after that. Maybe. Um I, I I honestly didn't think that there was that much of a a switch up in the in the dynamics from the first episode to the rest of it. Probably because I was focusing on the deuteragonist. Or I guess romantic interest would be better better way to put it. The um, greatest human being to ever live. Yeah, like I said, most eligible bachelor alive, Lucas. Oh my god. Oh. <laughs> Lucas possibly possibly Apollo in new oh. in a new body. <laughs> so, uh, Cassie, tell us your relationship with Lucas. So, no, um, no, I'm not, okay. not going to lie. Like, until I rewatched it, probably like I want to say two years ago, I never liked Lucas. 
Really? But that's probably because I was really gay when I was a kid. That that voice, though. Oh, he's got dad arms, and I love him. Oh, with the, with the <laughs> creepy, like, like, uh, like hair that's about to slow off in the way that this animation <laughs> the does. The way that they animate hair in this we'll show. We'll get to it, Zane. Oh, <laughs> I'm just going to bring it up a bunch, and then we'll just lay into it all at once later. All these mustaches, little caterpillars. <laughs> what about it finally clicked? You just kind of, like, accepted about, like, how well, strong he looked and how much you wanted to just nuzzle your head into the side of his neck? I think it's actually more so just his character, because, like, he's so sweet, and there's nothing wrong with him. He's just trying his best. And, no, he's a regular dude. Yeah. The fact of the matter is, like, his best is not that good. He, he yeah. frequently, like, runs out of breath. And... Whenever they're both running, he gets winded way before Cyber Six even starts to break a sweat. Oh, yeah. It's so good. Yeah, It's probably all the food he pays for and then doesn't eat. That's he's, Adrian's bad. He's constantly oh, eating. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's sure such a weird choice because that seems like that seems like a serious character flaw that should be brought up at some point, but it's just, it's just not. I at first thought that uh, Lucas was like in some weird way the model for the fixed ideas because they had the same <laughs> absurd like hulking. Uh, Zane, what was that one Power Rangers villain that played football? <laughs> Oh, the Rhinebacker? The Rhino Blaster? Rhino Blaster? Was that I, it? I think it was Rhino Blaster. Can we go back and watch <laughs> those? They have those ridiculous proportions. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, Lucas is another teacher at the school that uh, Adrian, Cyber Six's alter ego, daytime, daytime alter ego, works at. And, Specifically, uh, he's like a chem science biology teacher. He's he's just everything you want around the house, really. <laughs> like he'll oh. fix the roof. <laughs> he's gonna he's gonna go get the groceries when you're too tired. It's great. It's this weird Cooked thing because tonight. Like, I know it wasn't planned, but I just had a couple extra hours, so I figured I'd treat you. <laughs> yeah. It's this weird thing where you finally have this, you know, very strong, independent uh, mm-hmm. female superhero character as the lead, and you kind of want them to just get together and settle down. Like, it feels bad, but like... You know what? I actually don't. They're perfect. You know, I, I actually don't think so. I don't like the romance very much. Um, Honey, I, you have a storm coming? No, it's... So, <laughs> I like the friendship if between Cassie him and If can't have Adrian. him, then at least Cyber Six should. Yeah, basically. <laughs> oh. Look, I'm okay. I'm not okay with... I'm okay. I'm not okay with Lucas... And Cyber Six getting it on. I am okay with Lucas and Adrian having a kick-ass friendship, like a male bond. Yeah, uh, I'm pretty sure they're just gay. That's that's fine by me as well. Fairly I just certain. I like their interactions during oh, yeah. the daytime more. Yeah, I, I do wish there was more of that. Like, I, I want to see more of Adrian rather than Cyber Six. And it's so sad that like you only get to see Adrian when he's about to freak out and become cyber six it's also really cute how like adrian's clearly the one with more power in that friendship because he's always buggering off and leaving (laughs) lucas with the check or whatever and lucas is constantly asking him questions that adrian just shrugs off and adrian's like half his size (laughs) (laughs) but uh I, i really like the i really like the pairing between them because it becomes clear to me at least that cyber six really needs companionship as a friend more than an actual romantic partnership mm. oh yeah absolutely yeah. um that actually becomes a lot more relevant when you bring julian into the mix yeah their is... adoptive ch- child <laughs> <laughs> i wish oh my god 
I need to start writing fan fiction. Ben, did you did you did you recognize um, the voice actor Ben for Julian? No, I didn't. He's Genki from uh, Monster Rancher. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I thought I was done with this asshole. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this this street urchin, this just this grime of the earth stained with the with the sins of low class and just let him tire. Absent of dignity. (laughs) I I feel this complete burden on the system. (laughs) I I like I think this was another character that they introduced very well. You know, I I thought they introduced Data Seven very well, and I thought here, because you have this character and it's very clear he doesn't want to be a street urchin he doesn't he didn't want to be a pickpocket in the first time we see him and they make it clear subtly by saying like oh can i help the shopkeep uh you know and i can earn my money and he's like no no go steal it (laughs) that's that's not what the shopkeep says (laughs) i I was only kind of half paying attention (laughs) (laughs) he he is kind of a a necessary counterpoint to cyber six's uh adult you know, she, she's grown up now with without any she's very guidance, without any moral sta- stability, and it's so it's it's like this child counterpoint to um, her circumstances growing up, albeit in a more mundane way. And so she kind of takes him on as as a morality pet, the young ward. Yeah, it's her her young ward. Like I, I love like... Julian, but I feel like he really is just an after school special in a character. <laughs> I don't like how he's a perpetual orphan. Like I'm okay with him not having parents. I'm not going to really beat up on him for that. But <laughs> it is Cyber... his fault. Why? Yeah, fuck you, Julian. No, why didn't uh, why didn't Cyber Six like buy him clothes without holes in it, or like <laughs> give him some shampoo, or a real haircut? Yeah, I think it's it's just simply because she doesn't want to bring him into the danger, which he kind of brings himself into it anyways. Oh, yeah. I think Um, she wants to keep him as sad looking as possible. Well, like, she doesn't want to interfere too much. And, you know, she's a teacher. She doesn't make that fucking much, dude. She's probably (laughs) barely paying off her apartment. Well, Well, how much is the rent in wherever in in a tower <laughs> like a clock tower where she presumably sleeps. no i guess she does have an actual apartment yeah, doesn't she, she? she's a really nice apartment in fact i have no um, idea where this city is located it looks it's like Meridiana. it is actually in uh it well it's supposedly in british columbia which is in canada weird looks like venice yeah yeah <laughs> sounds like venice like the music yeah. oh yeah, yeah. It, it's very this is very like Everything in European. this series is very Italian and very Spanish, which and very is German. so weird because you know British Columbia, Canada. Gonna cut Jose's late motif in again. <laughs> That's just gonna happen every like ten minutes. This is this is my uh, this is my payback for Monster Rancher. <laughs> By the way, Cassie, go listen to the Monster Rancher episode, and you'll see why Ben's really mad at me about it. <laughs> Oh, I, I've, I think I've seen bad. enough of Monster Rancher to completely understand. You no, mean every ten a minutes, single episode. One of the I used to own the video game for that. Oh my god! Did you get sucked that? into it? How well did you? I hear ranch? that happens. Um, <laughs> Someone well. win. I Beybladed better. I still ha- I still have the Beyblade video game. What, what is the past tense of Beyblade? <laughs> no, Beyblade, Beyblade. I guess. Bade blade. Later blade. Bade Later blade. blade. Is that what you said? <laughs> <laughs> these are all <laughs> these are all wonderful suggestions, you guys. If I may, can we get back to Cyber Sorry. Six? Yeah. So and the um the There's reason one more character. What? 
There's one more character. <laughs> Who is it, Betsy? <laughs> this character is so stupid. So we got Jose. Huh? Lori, Lori tries to be a character. Oh, geez. She, Actually, she, she gets more relevant later, but again, you guys didn't really yeah, barely. see Barely. I saw, I saw an episode with her in it, and Cyber yeah. Six was like, eh, let's give Julian a break for a while and stretch his muscles. I'm going to go play Den Mother for this misguided uh, female youth instead. Yeah. But uh, no, what I was referring to is the final character, the antagonist, uh, Jose. Oh, boy. Oh, oh wow for this character. This guy. <laughs> he's, oh he's goose steps. He's got one of them. He's got like a, he barks orders. He's got like little Hitler pajamas. I don't understand why you like this character. I don't. <laughs> I just, I, I'm, I'm enthralled by him. He's, he's got big Walter Sobchak glasses. He's so intolerable. <laughs> we see, we see ones. He keeps a huge framed picture of himself, given the stink eye, and it's hung over a classy <laughs> dining room table. Like he's, he's the gift to the elite. <laughs> yeah, this is the best Von Richter could create. <laughs> this was his the, success. This is the best he could come up with. Yeah. Do you guys have anything to say about this thing? Because he's very one-dimensional. I can't even take him seriously. Like, I, 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 love, I love Jose. He's, he's, like, my favorite part about this series. Weirdly enough, like, so he's, like, this little little man-child Hitler, Hitler-esque uh, thing, thing man. And um, the weird part about him in the, in the comics I read, I read up on is... That most of the time, whenever sex is happening in the comics, it's usually a prostitute and Jose. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, I know it's so fucking weird. I I really want to see that scene. I wish they would have included here. I'm oh, sure but, uh, the internet will provide. <laughs> he is super one dimensional, and it's rare. I think it's rare for us, Cassie, to have a show with a more interesting protagonist than an antagonist. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And that actually also bleeds into the cheery tone. Generally, when you focus on the protagonist, it's a little bit more uplifting. Yeah. Not always, but, but like, um, I, can't, I can't think of a, like, with um, Kim Possible, Dr. Draken was the most interesting one, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, by, by a mile. <laughs> but uh, if you have, generally when you have um, noir settings, such as this, or Darkwing Duck, or Batman Beyond, the protagonist is so flawed as to be more interesting. Yeah. Thoughts? Uh, either of you have thoughts on that? I think that, I like, I really am very sad that this show didn't take off as much as it could have. Just yeah, for you the simple You wanted to see this young boy mistaken. develop. Well, yes. <laughs> oh my but... god, him in high school. That'd be some trouble right here in River City. <laughs> I, 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 I more so wanted to see... I, I wanted to see what people would think of Cyber Six. I wanted to see like Cyber Six merchandise. I, I I wanted to see like little girls being like, "Hey, look, I can be a superhero too," and stuff like that. That might be problematic. Simply, I read that the comics explained that she got the idea to dress that way from a prostitute. A prostitute, yeah. So yeah, uh, reasonably they don't mention she stole that in the, the prostitute's clothes. <laughs> <laughs> I really hope she washed those. Um, no, yeah, I, I can see what you mean though, like. This, by all accounts, had the makings of something that should have been around longer. Yeah. Did, yeah like, did the last episode like, the close out on a cliffhanger? Were they intending um, to make this run longer? Do you guys care about spoilers? Because I can say it right now. I just watched it. 
Uh, you can go for it. I'm probably gonna watch it later anyway, but yeah, yeah, go for it. Um, so spoilers, by the way, guys. Skip, Von skip ahead about a minute. Town. Von Richter comes to town, and he wait physically. Yeah, in the physically flesh? he comes to town. I and, assumed he was a hologram, like Wade, <laughs> <laughs> and he brings a giant fucking bomb with him. <laughs> like a cartoon Something bomb with like, yeah, no, like, like, like the it's actually like a giant island <laughs> an earth shattering kind of just climbs onto the land and then hunkers down and explodes this and, show escalates in a weird way oh yeah i know <laughs> and it's it's so dumb because the only reason he fails is because jose being the spoiled little shithead he is says no meridiana is meridiana is my town and completely turns mm. the direction of the bomb and blows up Von Richter, Cyber 6, and Data 7. Oh. Along with all of Von Richter's uh, current experiments. But Julianne is okay. Yeah, no, everybody <laughs> else God is okay. In fact, everybody else is <laughs> devastated because now Cyber 6, Data 7, and Adrian are all gone. That's no. just it. That's how it ends. They're just gone. They're dead? They're dead. Like dead gone? No, it probably... Dead, like. Dead. But like, what happens to Lucas? That's what we all really want to no, know. No, what happened to the bodies? Because if, if it wasn't shown, then that is sequel baiting, if ever I saw um, it. The thing is, they actually... Um, the current experiments try to get Cyber 6 out of the building in time, but it blows up like literally just as she's touching the, eg- the exit door. Mm. Nah, she made it out. <laughs> I'm convinced. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, then... <clears throat> yeah, so this is an interest. I want to I want to talk about this for a second. Everyone seems to love Cyber Six. Everybody who's affiliated with her, but she's sort of causing everything to go bad in the city, like indirectly by being yeah. a target. Just by just by virtue of existing. Yeah. I mean, so that, that makes that makes her insistence on staying near her loved ones a little bit troubling and and subtly flawed. As her, as a character, like, because she knows she's putting them at danger, because it keeps happening. Mm-hmm. See, the thing is, if Cyber Six hadn't shown up, and this is really unfortunate, if she hadn't shown up, the worst thing they probably would have been doing in Meridiana would be printing off counterfeit money, because that's what they're right. doing in the first episode. That, <laughs> right, stealing from banks, yeah. uh, uh, stealing from other things. Funding yeah, Jose's birthday big, party. You know, generally like, Bounce castle shit. with prostitutes. Yeah, but when you look at their reactions to Cyber 6, you know, getting in their way, not yeah. only is it way disproportionate, but it actually escalates. So, you know, first episode, okay, send some mooks after her. Next, Jaguar. Boom. Earth monster. Boom. Giant Nautilus. Like, it just goes yeah. up and up. And, mm-hmm. like, yeah, she should have stopped while she was ahead. They they really do keep trying to kill her in their greed and their pride, but uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> I, I know in my heart that we will survive, so it's it's no big deal. And um, Jesus. our contest <laughs> will survive. <laughs> oh boy! You don't have a choice. Um, so yeah, should yeah. we probably get on the uh, art style then? Get on the what? Art style. The art style. I heard um, you guys had some complaints. We do. I want to talk about the tone and the genre first. Oh, yeah, absolutely. This is, this is Cassie, no. Yeah. You can be forgiven of this. You do not understand how, how, how we function, how we roll. <laughs> it, well, I mean, 
everyone can be forgiven of this except for me because I'm the one who gets it wrong the most. But uh, after characters, it is time for the tone and genre okay. where I assert that <laughs> Cyber Six is really about the unfounded need that some couples have to need excitement in their relationships. So, can't wait to hear this. <laughs> is this what the theme song is talking about? Because I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, it's, no, it's a love ballad. Now, <laughs> let's look. At, let's look at Lucas. He could have any girl he wants. Fact check for me, Cassie. Um, there is actually an episode where he kind of gets a girlfriend. Yeah, called it. Now he opts out of this for a woman whom he only sees when he's in mortal danger. Conversely. Cyber Six always goes to him for help, even though he's shown to be of generously middling usefulness. <laughs> but when they're at school, shooting the shit at, as Lucas and Adrian, they're usually arguing, rather pointedly, about the nature of their relationship, right? Lucas is always asking Adrian what's really going on. Adrian always shrugs him off. This is, this is a, turbulent, a turbulent relationship that they have, even if it's not a romantic one in Lucas's eyes. But everything works out once they start, you know, fighting Nazis and zombies. So, it's it's about it this show's really about the need that some couples have to make more exciting their relationship in order to save it when really it just should not be saved. These that's, two people don't belong together. That's actually pretty good. <laughs> I'm I'm digging that. Yes. I got one. But Cassie, <laughs> thumbs up, thumbs down. I'll just tell you in a minute. It takes a special kind. <laughs> then it takes a special kind of mind to look at you know all these subplots with genetic experimentation and you know family and these street urchins and all this. And and you look at the show and say, yeah, Lucas is the key to all of this. <laughs> he's, he's too dreamy not to be. It's it, this is patriarchy at its finest, really. <laughs> Lucas is actually like an escaped fucking experiment how to make the dreamiest guy possible and that's she why has to all kill the fixed him to ideas are, look exactly like him <laughs> look and it's not as though cyber six cyber six could just cut to the chase and tell lucas about this it's I'm, not as though she tries very hard to keep him out of danger it's not like yeah I'm she's still not exactly sure why him, she doesn't he, tell him it, it's a it's a peter parker thing like like she's giving lip service to the idea of keeping him safe but it really he, she keeps involving him. He, he, she keeps involving him anyway, so it's, it's it doesn't really. She doesn't stick to those guns, mm-hmm. and it's because she knows that if they're just kind of if if they're just kind of either keeping the relationship as friends or as this you know daytime mild mannered relationship, then it will lose all the fire that she that she sees it uh, envelop into when they when they go demon hunting. Or whatever. Yeah. She just likes being Catwoman in the relationship. That's all it is. Don't we all? I mean, she makes a really good one. Yeah. No doubt. Zane, you're a little bit far away. You're a little bit close to me. I know I will survive. (laughs) Deep in my heart, I feel love so alive for you right now, Zane. (laughs) I'm like, so sure. (laughs) Um... Um, I think one reason... I, I don't know if this is actually if they drew from this from the comic in terms of the cartoon and how how big it factored into the fact that they you know she does seem like she wants to keep her distance maybe for other reasons apparently the whole idea of masquerading as um 
Adrian. Ad- Adrian Seidelman. <laughs> Why do I keep thinking Art Spiegelman? Um, <laughs> That's a very good question. Um, but she, she masquerades as him because as she was adjusting to you know normal life, she saw the real Adrian die in a car crash and just stole his identity. Hmm. So I, I don't yeah, know. If I, that... I had heard that, and that's like one of those details that just kind of gets glossed over as uh, as the, the animation takes place because they don't they don't really bother even coming up with a more lighthearted way because it, it's one of those shows that can't really talk about death. Yeah, this is actually one of the lightest touches I've seen on some sort of noir genre because the violence in in the show is is so polite. Yeah, everyone's. It's not really ever a huge fist fight. It's people leaping out of the way, explosions happening in the background. But, you know, the fact that so much of the backstory is dark and and traumatic, they couldn't really explain anything. And as a guy who loves mounds of exposition, (laughs) it was a bit of a turnoff for me, to be honest. Yeah, only Cyber 6 or Lucas actually ever hits anyone, I think. Like, usually the minions, the fixed ideas are just going to, like, grab someone and kidnap them and maybe tie them up, but they never get tortured. Yeah, they don't, they don't even always tie them up. <laughs> no, no, sometimes they just say, don't don't take your eye off that kid. I, uh, yeah, trouble. I remember there was one where the uh, Julian and the little girl get kidnapped, and then they make an escape attempt, and after they're recaptured, they still don't tie them up. Like, this is <laughs> this is level one villainy, guys. <laughs> well, they're fixed ideas. They're, they're, not, they're not programmed to be innovative. If you don't tell them what to do, they don't do it. This is Jose's bad. Yeah, you can't really you can't really tell Jose to be smart. He's he's Jose. He's working with what he has. Yeah. Which is which is just not good. <laughs> um but so the violence is is really light in this. Like it's usually throws or sometimes Cyber Six gets smacked against a wall. That's usually all that happens. Mm-hmm. Like even Hugo doesn't really like slap a he doesn't like slap any of his victims around like the victims make fun of him and then he just gets flustered and walks away who is hugo yeah. jose I, I don't know i can't keep track of all these non-names <laughs> well i wrote him down as hugo people. everywhere and i'm not about to find a place <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's like what three keystrokes can't be bothered <laughs> no <laughs> you're just gonna have to deal with it uh, um but uh th- as i was talking about earlier the the tone of this show is really strange in its um it, it doesn't really it doesn't really cement itself as either dark or light it like, wants it, it to be dark. splits the difference it, it wants to be dark does, except for like the music and the content of the show it wants to be dark. <laughs> yeah, except think... for the whole thing no no but like the like the dialogue is light the uh the the characters are incredibly light except for maybe cyber six and um you know the 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 music is absurd like uh, wacky leitmotif garbage <laughs> and the animation is dark I'll give you that I think it's kind of like a product of the times because I, I know you guys didn't live in Canada so you don't really know this really all we had on TV at that time was there, there's this law in Canada where you have to have at least 60% Canadian programming on your television <laughs> stations hmm. um, I'm sorry I don't know why I found that concept so funny yeah. So, on <laughs> it's that like the weirdest law of propaganda. Well, like, I, I there's think no it's way that so... U.S. doesn't have that. Yeah. Um, but basically, like, to choose from on that particular channel, there was like 
there was Ripping Friends, which was kind of like um, Ren and Stimpy. And it was just like, it was generally a bunch of like silly stuff. And then at night it turned into anime. So that explains why all the voice actors for this are also do a bunch of anime yeah, voice acting. It, it like was, I saw Dragon Ball Z all over all over there. Yeah, fun fact, most of the anime you listen, watched as a kid was voice acted by Canadians. Huh. Yeah. I'm not yeah. Uh, I'm not uh, not surprised. Yeah. I, I would place this show as uh, anime-ish. Yeah. It, it's, it was it's kind going of like there. a bridge. Like anime was just kind of starting to get popular, but they didn't want to go too much into it. Mm-hmm. Which a lot of Canadian shows did afterwards, like Martin Mystery and uh, Totally Spies. Um, oh, totally shit. Spies. There's no yeah. way that that is a thing that we need to talk about. <laughs> Let's keep going. <laughs> but yeah, you, you know what I mean. It, it, mm-hmm. it was just generally a product of the times. It needed to kind of blend in with the stuff that was on Canadian television at the time, which was very child-oriented. And e- even late at night, like this aired at like 10 o'clock at night most of the time. Yeah, yeah, that that yeah. that makes sense. Um, yeah, I it's 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 strange to hear that like a, a demographic of a different country can be so varied compared to compared to the one I grew up. In. I mean, it's it's kind of obvious now that I'm like saying it out loud in this stupid sentence that I'm constructing, <laughs> but it's it's not a thing I had considered before that uh, that people in a different country would obviously have a different conceptions of how cartoons go and the thematic linking between animation and music might not be all might not be as yeah there's there's different codes uh shortcuts that they use to access you so you know certain things are pretty universal like the wacky sound effects you know when somebody falls down that's you know they got that with looney tunes and then exported it everywhere but sure uh, the the moodiness and the the way just just the whole stylistic approach of this show you know might come across differently depending on on who's accessing it well in another way like the content of the show is not as dark as it probably wants to be like the, the content just, seems almost formulaic it is but it's like it could be formulaic in like a murder mystery capacity, which would make it darker. But it's 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 instead quite literally a monster of the week format. Mm-hmm. You know, where they come up with some weird genetic experiment that's half Jose, half bird, or gopher, or something. Yeah, or mud. Why not? And, and we uh, see, we see monster of the week all the time. It's just this show for some reason is different, and it, I'm it not sure why. Me, it reminded me of the spirit, actually. I, I think it's more so because it's actually linear. Like you can, a- you actually have mm. to watch the whole thing straight through. You, you can't really deviate a whole lot. I got that sense. Yeah. Yeah, it's because it's monster of the week, but you can't just throw on an episode and hope that everybody gets what's going on because stuff it's has sort happened. Of like, it's sort of like gargoyles in that way, actually. Oh man, that was yeah, but that was like. That was, that was an experience was trying to than, trying to navigate. And that, that's true, but like that's but they had such a like they had the best like uh, Freudian excuse at the end uh, at the end of every episode, which is just that Xanatos made it happen. Um, here they have Van, Von Richter made it happen, but it never makes any sense because he's a shit scientist. <laughs> because the, and that's why the Nazis lost. <laughs> it's his fault. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> All right, sorry, uh, I got a little bit a little that's bit down why a hole Germany there. Is bad. <laughs> Thanks, Von Richter. So wait, is this, you this, made this, us all look bad? Is this place in Germany? Um, 
Meridiana, no. You said Canada. You said Columbia. Yeah, Meridiana. Um, I said Venice. Specifically, um, if you actually take a look at a lot of the stuff that, like, like um, Julian's file in the episode where um, Laurie comes to, like, snoop on him, um, there's a lot of exposition on it. Like, um, he's from British Columbia. He went to school in Okanagan, oh, little, um, which is little, an actual city. Little <laughs> and, Easter eggs there. Yeah, a little Easter eggs. So yeah, it is That's it is cute. supposed to be in Canada, but it's unclear as to whether or not it's like that everywhere because to, like who knows, maybe the Spanish dub is in Argentina. To me, like, the weird thing was is like this city has this tech-savvy criminal syndicate based in the city. And, but it's also got one of those like open markets where everyone's walking around buying each other apples. And and like it's got a bridge yeah, like this like this Agrabah. city this city feels like a mix of different cities in a way that would never actually happen. Yeah, that parts with Julianne walking down that like street market with like the the fishmonger and stuff feels like Aladdin to me. Like the whole archetype of of Julianne being like this this street performer vagabond sort of thing is very at odds with the noir sci-fi aspect that we get with cyber six yeah so it's this really weird blending of genres in a way that i i don't think i disliked but it didn't make a lot of sense yeah you don't don't really know how to process it yeah and in addition to that kind of amalgamation like logic breaks down amalgamation it the show also suffers from a coincidence overload at times (laughs) because uh because lucas is is constantly Lucas and Julianne are constantly being dragged into everything. With Lucas, it sort of makes sense because he's constantly looking out windows looking for Catwoman. But uh, it, I don't know. Julianne just kind of gets swept up into it haphazardly. Yeah. For for me, the thing that turned me off to some episodes was, you know, if Jose. it's full- <laughs> arm hair. Oh god, Jose. <laughs> uh, no, like when it's when it's doing something with Cyber 6 and it has this, you know, dark backstory that's never really fully explored, I kind of tune out. But when it has more um you know, localized stories like um you know, like that one with the private detective where you zoom in to a specific situation and how she intersects it, she's not the main focus. It I don't know, it it felt more contained and it, I understood it better. You would have liked her more as a Batman rather than a Spider-Man. Yes, I think that is a good point. Yeah. Although that's not a very fair preference to ask someone for. I think in it's, this day and age. I think if you're wearing all black, then you you should be prepared to be more Batman than Spider-Man. I don't think. <laughs> uh, when okay, Spider-Man can, goes black, I want to set the I want to set the record straight for a second here. Yeah. I I like I love Batman. I think I like Spider-Man more. Hmm. Well, the thing is. You don't watch Batman for Batman. You watch Batman mm-hmm. for the Joker. You watch Batman for like all the villains and stuff. You no, don't watch, I watch Spider-Man Batman for, for Bruce Wayne. You watch <laughs> Spider-Man to watch everyone he loves die. Yeah. I, I watch Batman for old Bruce Wayne. <laughs> Talking but, to yeah. young Terry McGinnis saying how he'll never be Batman. But, but her outfit, here's the thing. She's running around doing all these things in heels. Which She's good. I want to say iron that's bones. She's got <laughs> Wolverine now. <laughs> I want to say that it's like empowering, but I kind of can't. I can't force myself to make that argument. <laughs> if somebody made that argument to me, I would agree. Yeah, but I would not make that argument. I'm pretty sure you can probably justify her entire 
design from Boudoir. we thought it looked cool. That's but fair. it makes sense with her character. Like yeah. she she looks at like a dress one time and has this fantasy about dancing with with Lucas. It doesn't make her any less cool. It just makes her more more of a person. Yeah, it gives yeah. her more layering. Yeah. At least until she, you know, takes the dress off. And uh so animation. <laughs> Shall we uh Cassie. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I I heard you guys did not particularly like the art style which is unfortunate whoa whoa whoa, whoa. <laughs> putting words in our mouth we let's, didn't like the hairstyle <laughs> let's okay. talk about the hair it's it was so... the 90s everybody had a mullet that's they not the problem all we over had. their bodies <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is body hair situation <laughs> it's so 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 terrible everyone looks like they're wearing a wig made out of hay <laughs> like they all and it's like they all have like some wasting sickness where like Big patches of fur on their body. Yeah, and their hair doesn't exactly connect to their skulls. It just, like, goes up and then around like an umbrella. Jose's the biggest problem here because I hate looking at his face, and then he'll turn around, and I'm, like, looking at the back of his head, and it's all shaved except for a couple of pieces, and I'm like, oh, can you turn back around? And then I'll see his grin again. I'll be like, oh, can you turn back around again? See, here's the thing. I'm so used to not wanting to look at Jose, but but when when it's on... (laughs) When it's on Lucas, and and it looks like they took his character model, which looks great, and then they just took a big sharpie at random points along his arms. <laughs> yeah, so close. You know, that's probably why he can't get a girl. <laughs> yeah, He's like imagine if you taped turtlenecks. Imagine if you just taped little patches of felt to your arms. At different <laughs> like, thought it would make me look manly. <laughs> Again, I kind of think it's like kind of a. A nice meeting point between like American cartoons and anime, especially considering how like have you ever looked at anime dudes? None of them have hair. Right. <laughs> they had no fucking clue how to do hair. That's that's a good point. Yeah. But like, that was more of like a Bishanin thing. It it yeah. seems like maybe they tried to make uh Lucas more masculine than Bishanin, and they just went a little bit too weird with it. I think a lot of the guys in this show suffer from over beefiness. They have, like, this weird, like, they're on some sort of testosterone medication, and it's just making their, like, them, like, go through second puberty in some spot. <laughs> Ugh. So, yeah, the the character models, I think, suffered a bit, um, but the scenery was beautiful. Oh, yeah, so, everything was gorgeous. Yeah. Ca- Cassie, I have to, I have to say, there's <laughs> lovely variation in the environment. I think the hair is disgusting, <laughs> but, but, everything but the animation... Else. The, the 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 actual sets are in, are absolutely great. Like this... they go to a mansion, a shipyard, a bridge, and they always do something with the environment that they're at. Yeah, and, yeah. and it has a real sense of wear and tear. Like a mm. lot of surfaces have these cracks or crags. It looks like it belongs in a seedy motel. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's 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 accurate because like they're. They're usually jumping in on, like, other people's territory, which, let's face it, mob leaders probably don't take a lot of good care of, like, the walls <laughs> and shit. Right. It's it's the kind of thing that tells you, oh, this city is is on the decline. Like, this is the sort of thing that we should have seen in Big O. Yeah, well, if everything didn't look so sleek and robotic, because that was, that was the, the quote-unquote style of Big O. Yeah. The, um... The thing that I like about the variation in the set pieces is that during the combat scenes, they use them without fail. Like, 
if they're in a shipyard, they'll, like, hide behind some of those crates or a bridge. Cyber Six will go to the fucking controls and lift up the bridge. That was pretty sweet. Like, they just use the environment to enhance the uh, the guile quotient of but, whatever Cyber Six is doing. But again, that that issue where she used the bridge to kill a giant, you yeah. know... Nautilus. Yeah, 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 yeah. And destroyed the bridge. <laughs> Sometimes you gotta blow up a bridge, dog. This, having her around is way worse than just letting them rob a bank. It really is. Like, like she, she's got love in her heart and she will survive, but like, everybody behind her is like, dude, that's like not what we're concerned about. That's the modern vampire simplex, man. Mm-hmm. What are you gonna do? I guess so. Like, and the thing is, Von Richter probably could have very easily been like, okay, we know where Cyber 6 is, let's just try and cut her a deal. Like, say, just stay out of our stuff, and we'll give you the stuff that you need to survive. Yeah, maybe. It, like, it does seem like she has a moral dilemma against... It, it seems like she's sort of internalized this live and let live motto with Von Richter, which is as long as she, it doesn't fuck with her life, she'll leave him alone. But she never does. <laughs> yeah. Like, um, I, I feel like she, she keeps saying that she wants to stay out of trouble, but we all know. We all <laughs> that's, know. that's what she No, this for. is what gives her her uh, Ron Stoppable boner. She yeah. loves catwomaning around for, for Lucas. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted to look a little bit about the um, audio, because you mentioned the battle. And I'm the ba- not done with the animation, Zane. Okay. I've got some stuff to say about the troubling stereotyping that we have in this show. <laughs> oh, man. Okay. Very good. <laughs> I know Please exactly proceed. what you're talking about. Now, Zane, do you remember that episode with the uh, with the Japanese people in it? Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you remember that at all? Yeah. Oh, boy. Do you remember the big book teeth? Yeah. So, Closed so, eyes. Yeah. May I, may I cut in? <laughs> yeah, please. Cut in? Okay, so... I don't know what they were thinking. <laughs> <laughs> That's not exactly cutting know. in. <laughs> like you sound like you were going to offer a defense. <laughs> I, I, I I kind of am. See, I I'm still, Canadians like, don't know any better. <laughs> yeah, well, TBH really. Well, yeah, sixty percent of their enver- entertainment is from Canada. So how how would they even know yeah, what they're Japanese in, they're in this like? bubble? Well, okay, so the thing about it is. I don't know Get why the they designed him like that. That's what the dome was about, Ben. Or his dog. Like, if he had just designed him like that and not the the sister, Who's it probably would have been a bit more okay. It would have been okay been because he looks a... like one of Von Richter's creations. <laughs> well, like, I mean, he he looks very strange and i guess that's what they were kind of trying to get across the fact that they kind of tried to blend it in with his sister just makes the whole thing really uncomfortable um mm-hmm. that being said they still handled the characters very well they're still oh, yeah. very compelling characters they're still great characters it's really unfortunate that they did do that and i'm really not sure what they were trying to get across well, i think it. i think that might have just been you know taking characters from the comic books and not wanting to alter them too much because you know this show might not have been as well known i mean you know it only got one season but it's fair to say that a, a good chunk of people watching it may have come from the comics Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Especially in more Spanish-speaking areas. Yeah, so that they yeah, probably that wanted sort of it. gives it a pass. I, I guess in in Argentina, this this comic came from. Like, mm-hmm. I guess they might not have as big of a hard on for 
PC culture as United States or maybe even yeah. Canada. Like that's that's the thing. It it's a product of well Argentina and also a lot of Europe, like um, Italy and Spain. Um, a lot of those stereotypes don't exist there. Like it's not that they don't exist, but nobody is really offended by them there. Nobody notices hmm. until it's brought over to the West. Interesting. That is something that I would have a hard time fact-checking. It sounds <laughs> incorrect to my ears I, I, because I, I, I'm yeah. so used to it not being the case. As, as an example, um, the, the case is also sort of kind of true in Japan, where a lot of characters are designed to look like Little Black Sambo, mm. which oh, wow. is not okay here. <laughs> nope. <laughs> yeah, so, y- you know. Also, you will recall to, it was yeah. a Japanese studio that did the animation. So presumably they were okay that's, with it. That's not a get out of jail free card for cardboard. You can't. <laughs> it's not good cardboard. It's not good cardboard. Okay. <laughs> Let's move on. Um, yeah. One last thing I needed to say about the animation before we move on is just that it's got a lot of chases and fight scenes that are really good in how fast they are. They never really stop moving. And it's it's something that's really nice because you never get like a, like when you do get a, moment when they're not moving and when it's always when they're taking things really seriously yeah or when they're like they're trying to process something like if something goes wrong in front of jose he and his minions have that little look blink look again thing i think that blink that's a zorak blink (laughs) yeah it's it's kind of a moment to give the audience like a second to process everything (laughs) and they, they they never really stop going all out with it well, they they do, but only in, like, scenes that don't warrant fast yeah. animation. Yeah. Like, I think this is one of the best parts of the show, is that they just focus all their talent for stuff that's moving into the part where you need to watch stuff moving. Yeah. And it, for me, the, the trouble with it was is that the battle sequences were very engaging, but I don't think they used the music very effectively for it. So let's talk about the music. I, I need some pump-up music for my fights, and I got this, like, atmospheric piano thing going it's, on it's mostly like classical fanfare and or like german death march yeah well, not exactly is... balanced <laughs> no it's not so balanced yeah. well like i i haven't really paid attention to a lot of the music in, in the show besides obviously jose's theme um and <laughs> which oh, is on I'll loop cut of that course. In? i'll cut that in <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, and whenever um cyber six manages to win or gain a point in favor her own theme will play which is kind of it, it just feels really inspiring in the fight you're just like yeah it's time for you to win you know <laughs> i mean that's that's the late motif that's the that's the uh that's the um Pavlovian that you get with a late late motif yeah. is you know how you're supposed to feel with that character winning because it gives you the same the same cue every time which by the way for cyber six is a mirror of the intro theme yeah mm-hmm. and, and it reminds us that our love will go on can, can we can we talk oh, about the intro theme can we talk about it? <laughs> oh boy can we talk about this intro theme Zane? yes yes Cassie, do you want to talk about the intro theme okay i don't think you understand i i, I, I dare say that i do <laughs> i i look up cyber six i put on the intro and I have never been more hyped for anything in my life. <laughs> it just gets me pumped up. I'm oh. like, I need to watch this series God. again right now. Why is it so good, Cassie? So good. Those of you at home, please just, just pause this. Go go onto YouTube. 
and look it up really quick. And, and then just, go look through the comments of everybody who says, why don't people understand how good this is? <laughs> <laughs> it's so fucking good. So, beautiful yet fitting lyrics. It's sung by a wonderful voice actress who is in nothing else. <laughs> Even more gorgeous animation. Like, I said that the animation was good in the show. It's also... Like, it's good here in the same way that it's good in the show, and I didn't expect the show to be that good. Mm. There's this one scene in it that is so cool. It's, um, you know the the scene where Lucas and Adrian are just kind of chatting having and it out, in like, during lunch or something? Yeah. And he's Which eating a whole perfectly reflects dinner. everything in their relationship. Yeah. yeah. Like, they're clearly arguing. Yeah. Probably the, about Cyber Six. They're having, they're, like, having a heated debate. Because <laughs> they're they're both very intellectual people, and like that that just kind of perfectly frames their relationship. Just these are two brains having at it. And I love the way like Lucas is. This is this is gonna sound so stupid, but I love the way that Lucas's arm moves in like conjunction to his facial expressions. <laughs> there, <laughs> like he's so into this argument, and yeah. Adrian just like very placating gestures. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that my favorite part is the fact that, like, one side of the table is, like, Lucas's side of the table is just filled with fucking food, and all that fucking Adrian has is a amount. coffee. He's got just a, a vial of sustenance in front of him. <laughs> Lucas is like, oh, that's a weird coincidence, isn't it? <laughs> he just doesn't get it. Well, better get rid of this. Well, <laughs> is Adrian uh, dating Cyber Six? It makes oh, so much sense. No. Are you dating her? Uh, don't ask me about it. You got it, bud. <laughs> and and that's that's the <sighs> thing. I'm glad that they use the music a, a lot to good effect. And and they do not. Uh, they don't have a ton of dialogue in this show. They they really let it be atmospheric, and they use the ambiance more, which is good because I thought the dialogue was really bad in this show. It was really, nineties. It was not a strong point. I didn't think that it was bad. Like it's especially the conversations mm. between. Um, Cyber Six slash Adrian and Lucas, I thought were very good. That was fine. Everything else, anything with Jose was bad. L- um, Lori's pretty rough as well. Lori's rough. You don't have to be evil. Bring in the sustenance. Like there's like, <laughs> it feels like it was lifted out of the comic book, and it doesn't translate well. Yeah. Oh, by the way, did I mention? I didn't mention this. The intro song has a key change. That is nice. And a damn good one at that <laughs> I, I just had to throw that in there it was so impressive yeah um something that really I, I i don't know if this really goes with the whole um audio thing but in the first episode there's a bit where adrian gets chased by a bunch of uh students and oh yeah yeah I th- that was I a weird beat that's something that i kind of want to touch on is i like how they did teenagers in this because everything hmm. is obviously from Cyber Six slash Adrian's viewpoint. So when they start talking, they start talking in these really stupid like <laughs> like you can't understand what they're saying. Yes. <laughs> it's it's all it's all jive in the manner of robots talking about Samurai Jack. Yeah. yeah. Yo, Jack, that was some awesome show. I never peered upon moves like that, Jack. What? Jack was all ricocheting and jump a delic. Uh, here's Zekia, yeah, prodigiously acrobatastic. <laughs> why, why? But then, like, when Jack pulled a swizz on, it was all like, swing, swack, swoof, man, right through the car. Swick attack, whack, and spoil out the back, Jack. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was all, shoo, 
Man, just like Lance all coolie style, like no sweating, chum. But, 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 but then that gutter will come out of rama lama lama and the trash is all munching and crunching and snack mixing. Oh, the fat, super casual, fragilistic, tistic tie, yo. Yeah, but Jack's just like, where? Let me get some tie, grab, I'm out, yo. And I, I think that's something that they, they did really well is they always made sure that you knew that you don't understand this, so she probably doesn't either. Sorry. I, I thought it was a Canada thing. Like, I, I thought I just didn't get the... I thought the there was accent. just some slang that I didn't understand. I'm sorry, no, I couldn't I... understand you under your outrageous accent. Yeah. <laughs> Who was that, Dexter? I don't remember what that was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm quoting without sourcing. Yeah, I, I actually didn't find much trouble with the dialogue, Zane. Um, I thought that the music was actually the weakest part of the show. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, like, the leitmotifs are good because they're leitmotifs. Yeah. <laughs> And late motifs are always good. I'm starting then, to get the idea that you don't actually know what that term means. <laughs> means good music. The musical score. The musical from score the German. Is, is, yeah. Um, the musical score is really monotonous, though. Like, like you were saying that there's like a fight theme. Like there, there's there's one like rooftop fight theme, and then like a Jose fight theme, and that's sort of it. Mm-hmm. And the and, stock sound effects really screw up the flow. D- did you recognize any of those stock sound effects? I mean, there's they... like weird laser blasty sounds for like anything technological. And oh, here's the one that really gets in my craw is that panther roar. <laughs> that thing is so bad. <laughs> there's a point in it where Data Seven actually starts whimpering, but it's a dog whimper. Yeah, it yeah. was so fucking weird. <laughs> There, there's another point actually. I think in the like the last episode, where Data Seven will um, be hiding in a bush, and rather than like the, the guy, like one of the fixed ideas will come up to her, like come up to him in the bush and be like, "Who's there?" And then like you hear this little tiny kitten meow. <laughs> <laughs> so weird. Dumbest fucking thing. They get all their sound effects like from the same site that we do, Zane. <laughs> Seriously. Boing, boing. <laughs> and it's it's so weird because like what they do do with the music, um, they often do well. Like Jose's theme is fucking iconic, and you can't deny that. I hated it at first, and then I started loving it, and I don't remember when that happened. <laughs> like it's Stockholm syndrome; it just wore me down. And then like the opening and the end theme are yeah. just sublime. I, I have loved So Alive for that opening theme. God. God damn it. <laughs> um, How are you guys not taking advantage of this? <laughs> but yeah, um, just generally, what they do well, they always do like just fucking amazing. But when they fall, they really fall hard. Yeah, I, I think I I recognize that this is a unique show that did a lot of things really well overall i wasn't i wasn't that involved with it you know Mm. it it didn't it wasn't my cup of tea it it sold me on this relationship i think the relationship is the coolest part about it i would agree nazi garbage is pretty stupid and confusing (laughs) to like wrap up with it all and i don't really understand how cybernetics are involved but uh 
I, I think the that the the relationship between Lucas and Adrian slash the relationship between Lucas and Cyber Six is a very interesting one, and that um, that gender flip is is really uh, really is a really strong creative choice. Yeah, it adds an interesting dynamic that um, you know they don't play up, but it's it's a nice complication to Lucas's understanding of things. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I, I could do a whole paper on just Lucas's understanding of this show. <laughs> like his perspective on everything that's going on has gotta be so textured and confused. <laughs> Lucas is the key to the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh this shit just got real. We're gonna blow it wide open, Zane. Uh anything else? Um, not in the audio department, but I do mm. have a question for you Did guys. Did I put Jose's late motif in yet? <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> okay. I think you have. I wasn't sure. <laughs> All right. Go on, go on um, Cassie. I have a question for you guys. Ja. Did you cry when episode three ended? Uh, Were you with, crying? With Tara? Yeah. Honestly, I had my heart broken by a Tara previously, so it, it didn't really, didn't really get me. I, I, I found, um... The episode, the episode introducing Data Seven to be really uh, impacting. Yeah. And I thought the episode with uh, the private detective was the coolest one. Oh yeah. Uh, again, from a Yashimoto. Again, like I acknowledge that Cyber Six is really cool, but I've I've seen this sort of thing too much. <laughs> yeah, like it's it's definitely something that you have to be into this sort of thing to like. But if you yeah. aren't this sort of thing, it it. I think it's if I understood so the nuance of her backstory a bit more, it would help me out. I, yeah. I don't think that's necessary. In fact, I love how like her augmentations are so ill-defined. Like we don't know much about her, and I don't think we really need to, because um, the the cool part about her as a as a hero as a as a superhero, I guess, would be a equally valid term. If you want to put it on like a Batman way, sort of sort of spectrum, a Batman like, way. On Batman, well, if you wanted to put it on a Batman spectrum, like the cool part about her over other superheroes is about how important to her her personal life is. Mm. She's not Tony Stark. She isn't doing it because this this is what matters. She's not Batman. She's not doing it because he only sees himself as a viable person underneath the mask. It's not Darkwing Duck who does it as a hobby. Like she's just both of these people at once. Yeah. That, that's what I think is so cool about her. Yeah, absolutely. And I did cry most of the times that I watched that intro. <laughs> it's it's so bit. good. It just like shivers up my spine. I'm like, oh, and there's, there's a little electric fish and he's spiraling down something that looks like a turlet. Yeah, oh, see, for me, I couldn't really get past that. <laughs> <laughs> couldn't get past the electric fish down a turlet? Not really. <laughs> no good thing? <laughs> I'll, I'll endure. But yeah, you, you'll survive. Oh yeah, good point. The opening is definitely how I hook people into this show. It, it it's it's so good, and it's that hard to not change, like. Man. Yeah, it's hard to not want to find out what the show's about after seeing it and listening to it. Oh, Cassie, I'm so upset. My 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 uh my falsetto for mm-hmm. some reason hasn't been working too good for the last couple of months. <laughs> And I've been trying to get it back so hard, and now I want to twice as much because I want to sing this song. I know you just and want pretend to sing I'm a. Every time. I want to pretend I'm a fancy acrobat vampire. Yeah, <laughs> I can't do it. I, I, I want a, I want I want a Cyber Six costume. I never want to wear it in front of people, but I want one. 
Well, no, wear it underneath your clothes for a job persona. interview for that confidence. Basically. Basically. Have a Panther plushie costume. <laughs> it's not Why a costume. Why is there a cape sticking out of your shirt? <laughs> no reason. Tuck, tuck. I'm always prepared for... <laughs> Anything. <laughs> Jose costume with just shorts. Like, Jose. really hitched up shorts. Jose costume. Like, if anyone dresses up in a Jose costume, they will get arrested immediately. Oh, yeah. Like, sir, th- that fight is over. <laughs> you can't dress like that anymore. <laughs> You've lost. <laughs> Zane, do you have any closing remarks? Oh, I don't think so. I think I've said everything I wanted to. Yeah. This was a fine show. I think this is probably one of the favorite, one of my favorites that we've done so far. Mm. Like, it's not that thematically deep in sort of a genetic experimentation sort of way, but it is very deep in a personalization of a superhero sort of way. Mm-hmm. And that was, a, that was plenty for me. So, uh, yeah. Um, what do we have up next, Zane? Well, our next episode is going to be Angry Beavers. Yes. Which- and... I know you're here's, so excited for Here's Here's what I've decided. Here's the Zane. difference between Ben and Zane. Ben's <laughs> more of a Cyber Six kind of guy, and Zane's more of an Angry Beavers kind of guy. No, no, no. We will be... So, have you guys ever... You know you know when you were in middle school, and they would be like, do a con- compare-contrast essay, and you'd see two things, and no matter how okay both of them were, one would look like absolute dick next to the other one <laughs> you remember making these essays at all yeah it's ringing a bell yeah so uh we're gonna be watching angry beavers and then immediately watching ducktales how do you like that <laughs> <laughs> how do you like them apples <laughs> i like apples I, I like that we'll be able to talk about uh, launchpad mcquack again yes because launchpad bucktud russell <laughs> the most ridiculous character that's somehow allowed in two different series i, I can't wait but um, yeah while cool. we're watching Angry Beavers, just realize how good the anthropomorphic animal scene is going to get immediately afterwards. <laughs> I watched uh, I watched an episode of Angry Beavers already, and the B-movies that they watch in that are so good. Oh, the monotone is so charming and oh, self-aware. No. We need to defeat the monster. <laughs> I almost feel like Dan Cave should comment on that at some point. Uh, but yeah, those are our next couple of shows. I'm looking forward to exactly half of them <laughs> um cassie yes thank you so much for joining yeah. us uh Absolutely. for this incredible show that i wouldn't have seen uh in any other way um is there is any there internet the... stuff that you would like to plug yeah would, would you like to tell um, people of your internet presence i do a small tumblr blog um at jamboree.tumblr.com that's j-a-m-b-o-r-i-i okay other than that like i'm starting up youtube soon starting up twitch soon but i'm not quite there yet unfortunately you're also the reason that i checked out undertale oh really you're the one (laughs) yeah dude i've been shotgunning the theme to cyber six and megalovania back to back I watched like, a great kazoo cover. I just cry to Cyber Six and then Shadow Box to Megalovania. <laughs> yes, I heard. So I, I heard they meld pretty uh, well. I heard a great kazoo cover of some of the Undertale music. I'll send yeah. you a link, Ben. It's it's real special. It, it, in an, I mean, it's an homage homage to Earthbound, right? And yeah. you can you can replicate uh, most music in Earthbound with like farty noises. So <laughs> that doesn't surprise me. Yeah. All right. Well. Um, 
it's time for us to head out, but uh, I know that deep in my oh, heart, God, this again, <laughs> I I feel love so alive, and that in the depths of my soul, I know we will survive. Cyber six, cyber six. <laughs> that is what they whisper, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. But then I spent so many nights thinking how you did me wrong. And I grew strong. And I learned how.